Chapter Thirteen of The New Magdalen. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dion Gines, Salt Lake City, Utah. The New Magdalen by Wilkie Collins. Chapter Thirteen. Enter Julian. A week has passed. The scene opens again in the dining room at Mablethorpe House. The hospitable table bears once more its burden of good things for lunch, but on this occasion Lady Janet sits alone. Her attention is divided between reading her newspaper and feeding her cat. The cat is a sleek and splendid creature. He carries an erect tail. He rolls luxuriously on the soft carpet. He approaches his mistress in a series of coquettish curves. He smells with dainty hesitation at the choicest morsels that can be offered to him. The musical monotony of his purring falls soothingly on her ladyship's ear. She stops in the middle of a leading article and looks with a careworn face at the happy cat. "'Upon my honor," cries Lady Janet, thinking in her inveterately ironical manner of the cares that trouble her, "'all things considered, Tom, I wish I was you.' The cat starts, not at his mistress's complimentary apostrophe, but at a knock at the door, which follows close upon it. Lady Janet says, carelessly enough, come in, looks round listlessly to see who it is, and starts, like the cat, when the door opens and discloses Julian Gray. You or your ghost, she exclaims. She has noticed already that Julian is paler than usual, and that there is something in his manner at once uneasy and subdued, highly uncharacteristic of him at other times. He takes a seat by her side and kisses her hand, but for the first time in his aunt's experience of him he refuses the good things on the luncheon table and has nothing to say to the cat. That neglected animal takes refuge on Lady Janet's lap. Lady Janet, with her eyes fixed expectantly on her nephew, determining to have it out of him at the first opportunity, waits to hear what he has to say for himself. Julian has no alternative but to break the silence and tell his story as he best may. I got back from the continent last night, he began, and I come here, as I promised, to report myself on my return. How does your ladyship do? How is Miss Roseberry? Lady Janet laid an indicative finger on the lace pelerin which ornamented the upper part of her dress. Here is the old lady. Well, she answered, and pointed next to the room above them. And there, she added, is the young lady ill? Is anything the matter with you, Julian? Perhaps I am a little tired after my journey. Never mind me. Is Miss Roseberry still suffering from the shock? What else should she be suffering from? I will never forgive you, Julian, for bringing that crazy impostor into my house. My dear aunt, when I was the innocent means of bringing her here, I had no idea that such a person as Miss Roseberry was in existence. Nobody laments what has happened more sincerely than I do. Have you had medical advice? I took her to the seaside a week since by medical advice. Has the change of air done her no good? None, whatever. If anything, the change of air has made her worse. 
sometimes she sits for hours together as pale as death without looking at anything and without uttering a word sometimes she brightens up and seems as if she was eager to say something and then heaven only knows why checks herself suddenly as if she was afraid to speak i could support that but what cuts me to the heart julian is that she does not appear to trust me and to love me as she did she seems to be doubtful of me she seems to be frightened of me if i did not know that it was simply impossible that such a thing could be i should really think she suspected me of believing what that wretch said of her in one word and between ourselves i begin to fear she will never get over the fright which caused that fainting fit there is serious mischief somewhere and try as i may to discover it it is mischief beyond my finding can the doctor do nothing lady janet's bright black eyes answered before she replied in words with a look of supreme contempt the doctor she repeated disdainfully i brought grace back last night in sheer despair and i sent for the doctor this morning he is at the head of his profession he is said to be making ten thousand a year and he knows no more about it than i do i am quite serious the great physician has just gone away with two guineas in his pocket one guinea for advising me to keep her quiet another guinea for telling me to trust to time do you wonder how he gets on at this rate my dear boy they all get on in the same way the medical profession thrives on two incurable diseases in these modern days a he disease and a she disease she disease nervous depression he disease suppressed gout remedies one guinea if you go to the doctor two guineas if the doctor goes to you i might have bought a new bonnet cried her ladyship indignantly with the money i have given to that man let us change the subject i lose my temper when i think of it besides i want to know something why did you go abroad at that plain question julian looked unaffectedly surprised i wrote to explain he said have you not received my letter oh i got your letter it was long enough in all conscience and long as it was it didn't tell me the one thing i wanted to know what is the one thing lady janet's reply pointed not too palpably at first at that second motive for julian's journey which she had suspected julian of concealing from her i want to know she said why you troubled yourself to make your inquiries on the continent in person you know where my old courier is to be found you have yourself pronounced him to be the most intelligent and trustworthy of men answer me honestly could you not have sent him in your place i might have sent him julian admitted a little reluctantly you might have sent the courier and you were under an engagement to stay here as my guest answer me honestly once more why did you go away julian hesitated lady janet paused for his reply with the air of a woman who was prepared to wait if necessary for the rest of the afternoon i had a reason of my own for going julian said at last yes rejoined lady janet prepared to wait if necessary till the next morning a reason julian resumed which i would rather not mention 
oh said lady janet another mystery eh and another woman at the bottom of it no doubt thank you that will do i am sufficiently answered no wonder as a clergyman that you look a little confused there is perhaps a certain grace under the circumstances in looking confused we will change the subject again you stay here of course now that you have come back once more the famous pulpit orator seemed to find himself in the inconceivable predicament of not knowing what to say once more lady janet looked resigned to wait if necessary until the middle of next week julian took refuge in an answer worthy of the most commonplace man on the face of the civilized earth i beg your ladyship to accept my thanks and my excuses he said lady janet's many-ringed fingers mechanically stroking the cat in her lap began to stroke him the wrong way lady janet's inexhaustible patience showed signs of failing her at last mighty civil i am sure she said make it complete say mr julian gray presents his compliments to lady janet roy and regrets that a previous engagement julian exclaimed the old lady suddenly pushing the cat off her lap and flinging her last pretense of good temper to the winds julian i am not to be trifled with there is but one explanation of your conduct you are evidently avoiding my house is there somebody you dislike in it is it me julian intimated by a gesture that his aunt's last question was absurd the much injured cat elevated his back waved his tail slowly walked to the fireplace and honored the rug by taking a seat on it lady janet persisted is it grace roseberry she asked next even julian's patience began to show signs of yielding his manner assumed a sudden decision his voice rose a tone louder you insist on knowing he said it is miss roseberry you don't like her cried lady janet with a sudden burst of angry surprise julian broke out on his side if i see any more of her he answered the rare color mounting passionately in his cheeks i shall be the unhappiest man living if i see any more of her i shall be false to my old friend who is to marry her keep us apart if you have any regard for my peace of mind keep us apart unutterable amazement expressed itself in his aunt's lifted hands ungovernable curiosity uttered itself in his aunt's next words you don't mean to tell me you are in love with grace julian sprung restlessly to his feet and disturbed the cat at the fireplace the cat left the room i don't know what to tell you he said i can't realize it to myself no other woman has ever roused the feeling in me which this woman seems to have called to life in an instant in the hope of forgetting her i broke my engagement here i purposely seized the opportunity of making those inquiries abroad quite useless i think of her morning noon and night i see her and hear her at this moment as plainly as i see and hear you she has made herself a part of myself i don't understand my life without her my power of will seems to be gone i said to myself this morning i will write to my aunt i won't go back to mablethorpe house here i am in mablethorpe house with a mean subterfuge 
to justify me to my own conscience i owe it to my aunt to call on my aunt that is what i said to myself on the way here and i was secretly hoping every step of the way that she would come into the room when i got here i am hoping it now and she is engaged to horace holmcroft to my oldest friend to my best friend am i an infernal rascal or am i a weak fool god knows i don't keep my secret aunt i am heartily ashamed of myself i used to think i was made of better stuff than this don't say a word to horace i must and will conquer it let me go he snatched up his hat lady janet rising with the activity of a young woman pursued him across the room and stopped him at the door no answered the resolute old lady i won't let you go come back with me as she said those words she noticed with a certain fond pride the brilliant color mounting in his cheeks the flashing brightness which lent an added lustre to his eyes he had never to her mind looked so handsome before she took his arm and led him to the chairs which they had just left it was shocking it was wrong she mentally admitted to look on mercy under the circumstances with any other eye than the eye of a brother or a friend in a clergyman perhaps doubly shocking doubly wrong but with all her respect for the vested interests of horace lady janet could not blame julian worse still she was privately conscious that he had somehow or other risen rather than fallen in her estimation within the last minute or two who could deny that her adopted daughter was a charming creature who could wonder if a man of refined tastes admired her upon the whole her ladyship humanely decided that her nephew was rather to be pitied than blamed what daughter of eve no matter whether she was seventeen or seventy could have honestly arrived at any other conclusion do what a man may let him commit anything he likes from an error to a crime so long as there is a woman at the bottom of it there is an inexhaustible fund of pardon for him in every other woman's heart sit down said lady janet smiling in spite of herself and don't talk in that horrible way again a man julian especially a famous man like you ought to know how to control himself julian burst out laughing bitterly send upstairs for my self-control he said it's in her possession not in mine good morning aunt he rose from his chair lady janet instantly pushed him back into it i insist on your staying here she said if it is only for a few minutes longer i have something to say to you does it refer to miss roseberry it refers to the hateful woman who frightened miss roseberry now are you satisfied julian bowed and settled himself in his chair i don't much like to acknowledge it his aunt went on but i want you to understand that i have something really serious to speak about for once in a way julian that wretch not only frightens grace she actually frightens me frightens you she is quite harmless poor thing poor thing repeated lady janet did you say poor thing yes is it possible that you pity her from the bottom of my heart the old lady's temper gave way again at that reply i hate a man who can't hate anybody she burst out 
if you had been an ancient roman julian i believe you would have pitied nero himself julian cordially agreed with her i believe i should he said quietly all sinners my dear aunt are more or less miserable sinners nero must have been one of the wretchedest of mankind wretched exclaimed lady janet nero wretched a man who committed robbery arson and murder to his own violin accompaniment only wretched what next i wonder when modern philanthropy begins to apologize for nero modern philanthropy has arrived at a pretty pass indeed we shall hear next that bloody queen mary was as playful as a kitten and if poor dear henry the eighth carried anything to an extreme it was the practice of the domestic virtues ah how i hate cant what were we talking about just now you wander from the subject julian you are what i call bird-witted i protest i forget what i wanted to say to you no i won't be reminded of it i may be an old woman but i am not in my dotage yet why do you sit there staring have you nothing to say for yourself of all the people in the world have you lost the use of your tongue julian's excellent temper and accurate knowledge of his aunt's character exactly fitted him to calm the rising storm he contrived to lead lady janet insensibly back to the lost subject by dexterous reference to a narrative which he had thus far left untold the narrative of his adventures on the continent i have a great deal to say aunt he replied i have not yet told you of my discoveries abroad lady janet instantly took the bait i knew there was something forgotten she said you have been all this time in the house and you have told me nothing begin directly patient julian began End of chapter thirteen